God, and the mosque.
That spice. Recording in progress. Sheila Prabhupada, what? Oh, it's youth, youth. And where does it come from? I see, it's Cape Town. Hare Krishna. 
Om Ajnati Manandasya Gnandana Salakya Shakshurun Nilitam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurve Shri Chaitanya Mano Bistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kalamayam Tadati Swaparantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Yuta Padakamalam Sri Guru Vaisnavamscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sagna Raghunatam Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvetam Savadutam Parijana Saitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sivisakam Vitamsya He Krishna Karuna Sindha Dinavano Jagatpate Gopesa Gopeka Kanta Radha Kanta Namostate Tapta Kanchana Gurangi Radhe Vrindavaneswari Vrisabhanu Sutta Devi Pranamami Haripriye Vanchakalpatarubhyacha Kripasindubhye Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaisnavibhyo Namo Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhonichananda Shri Advaita Garada Sivasri Gaura Bhaktavinna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So we read again a little from the Nectar of devotion. And, uh, characteristics of pure devotional service. In Srimad Bhagavatam, third canto, 29th chapter, verses 12 and 13, Srila Kapiladev, while instructing his mother, has given the following characteristics of pure devotional service. My dear mother, those who are my pure devotees and who have no desire for material benefit or philosophical speculation have their minds so much engaged in my service that they are never interested in asking me for anything except to be engaged in that service. They do not even beg to live in my abode with me. There are five kinds of liberation, namely to become one with the Lord, to live with the Supreme Lord on the same planet, to have the same features as the Lord, to enjoy the same opulences as the Lord, and to live as a companion of the Lord. A devotee, what to speak of rejecting material sense gratification, doesn't even want any of the five kinds of liberation. He's satisfied simply by discharging loving service to the Lord. That is the characteristic of pure devotion. In the above statement by Kapilade from Srimad Bhagavatam, the actual position of a pure devotee is described, and the primary characteristics of devotional service are also defined. Further characteristics of devotional service 
are described by Rupa Goswami with evidences from different scriptures. He states that there are six characteristics of pure devotional service, which are as follows. One, pure devotional service brings immediately re relief from all kinds of material distress. Pure devotional service is the beginning of all auspiciousness. Pure devotional service automatically puts one in transcendental pleasure. Pure devotional service is rarely achieved. Those in pure devotional service deride even the conception of liberation. Six, pure devotional service is the only means to attract Krishna. Krishna is all attractive, but pure devotional service attracts even him. This means that pure devotional service is even transcendentally stronger than Krishna himself because it is Krishna's internal potency. <laughs> Om Jnana Timarandasya Gyanandanaha Salakaya Shakshurun Militam Yena Chismai Sigurave Namaha So, um, now it's a little much maybe, because, yeah, like that is good. So the um, characteristics of pure devotional service are that klesagni, it destroys suffering. Um, if there's no devotional service, then everything is mixed with suffering. Um, enjoyment is also mixed with suffering in various ways. Even if we get all that we desire, still it's temporary. Usually we don't get all that we desire. We get a little less. That's frustrating. Not very satisfying. Uh, you dream this big and then reality is... Yeah, it's very annoying. Um, I, I remember I wanted a big, a big professional tape recorder for my music as a kid and then as a teenager. And then I wrote down all the serial numbers and then my father bought one that was one model down, you know. Oh, 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 oh. oh God, that was bad. <laughs> what to do? Uh, so, but that is the material world. Yeah, The dream is always exceeding reality. Uh, whereas we see in the narration of... Uh, Dhruva Maharaj, uh, we see how Dhruva Maharaj was saying, I desired broken pieces of glass and I got diamonds. Uh, so that's the spiritual platform where we are getting more than we expect. Uh, so no matter what our current conceptions are of what there is to achieve on the spiritual platform, it's always less than what we're actually going to get. Um, because we're not able to uh, fully conceive of the spiritual reality. We're just somehow or other, uh, what to say, we're somehow or other uh, based on what we hear, um, uh, developing an idea of the spiritual reality, mm, of the <laughs> ideal world. Um, how can we imagine a world without suffering? Where, the, uh, where there's nothing uncomfortable in the body. I don't know about yours, but I can. 
Yeah, a little exercise. Please write, write down 10 uncomfortable things <laughs> in your body, right? Probably begins with the, the thing you're sitting on. Right? It's not completely comfortable. Uh, even if you have the sofa, there's three guys on the sofa. And if you have the middle seat, you have the middle seat. <laughs> it's like, it makes you feel mentally, it gives you some mental satisfaction taking the humble position. But at the same time, physically, it's not quite as good as the other seats. <laughs> Ah, yes, so suffering is always mixed in, in the material world, in every situation. But we're so used to it, it just becomes a second nature. We don't even think about it. And therefore, people will say, I'm fine. Right? I mean, but if you really write it down, everything, huh? ah, it's easy to come up with, uh, with 10 things. No problem. So, and it doesn't stop there. So, therefore, Bhagavad Gita explains, Janma Baritcha Jara Vyadi Dukalyam Asasvatam, that this material world has birth, it has uh, death, it has disease, it has old age, and these are basically sources of suffering. Everything comes into being, everything ceases to exist. Uh, um, yeah, we see. And we develop attachment because it is our very nature to be attached. There's no such thing as to actually be detached. Detachment is an artificial state. When we are becoming dira, when we, uh, we have simply practiced to withdraw our senses from sense objects, but that kind of detachment is falgu vairagya. There is still selfish desire under the surface. It's hidden, uh, but it is still there. Mm. So to come to that point uh, where one is anyabhilasita sunyam, to be free from any other desire. It is that where all suffering stops, when we're anyabhilasita sunyam. Then klesakni just stops, no more suffering. So yeah, but like uh, if you look at uh, Srila Prabhupada, he also seemed to suffer. He uh, went through old age. He, uh, you know, was very ill, right? Janma. It's like, yeah, but then no longer affected, right? No longer absorbed. Um, we suffer when we allow our mind to absorb in the suffering. If we don't absorb in the suffering, then it just passes us by. Here comes suffering. It just goes. That's not easy to imitate, but at least we can understand. Klesagni, um, and ultimately, one who is engaging in pure devotional service will get a spiritual body. So this is our, uh, our business. Right? 
pure devotional service. Klesagni then was the first one mentioned, Subhada, or auspiciousness. Everything becomes auspicious when Krishna is connected to anything. It, it just leaves positive results when we're offering to Krishna. Um, I was just before listening to a lecture and Srila Prabhupada was uh, describing how when you turn away from the sun and the sun shines on your back, then in front of you, you see a long dark shadow. But when you turn around and you face the sun, then there's no shadow. You don't see any shadow. You just see, see light. So Prabhupada says, so in that way, there, is, there are no sinful activities. There is just no imperfection. Right? Once we are Krishna conscious. Uh, so in this way, everything becomes auspicious. Mm. That is... Um, well, we pray for that, and we pray for, um, for the strengths. Um, we pray for strengths to engage in pure devotional service. Um, um, it is easier to um, engage in service externally. Right? If we just do service, that's easier than trying to internally be pure. Right? Now, from now on, I have to be pure. From now on, I have to be honest. Mm. From now on, unless you're a lawyer. Um, <laughs> from now on, he's a lawyer. Uh, from now on, uh, I have to be uh, tolerant. <laughs> oh, you know, easier said than done. So how can we impose all these, these uh, how can we impose saintliness? Uh, so a mental adjustment is very difficult, but a physical adjustment is, is easier. Just do service, and then the service itself will take away um, our energy, it will take away our time. If you do a lot of service, you never have time. Uh, I remember, um, I was one of those people who had too much service and had always complained, I have no time, I have no time, I have no time. But actually it was very good because I had no time for Maya. Okay? That was the main thing. I may not have had time for some Krishna conscious things I wanted to do, but anyway, I did the service. That was Krishna conscious. Okay? But at least I had no time for Maya. And that was good because in that way, Gradually, uh, Maya, Maya went, went a bit in the background. Uh, that is the nature of serving, when we just take up a lot of service. So in the beginning, that's where we put all our energy. Not so much in uh, trying to uh, experience a higher taste or all kinds of spiritual emotions. Of course, this, this book, The Nectar of Devotion, is filled with descriptions about spiritual emotions. But um, what to do? <laughs> Must be boring. 
<laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, the nectar of devotion is filled with uh, descriptions of uh, uh, of higher sentiments, right? and and how deep sentiments are are awakening, and uh, and we read verses. Oh, um, which described like uh, the devotee who's chanting japa and gets really absorbed in it, and then hears Krishna's flute. Well, I don't know about you, <laughs> about me. I hear all kinds of things, you know. <laughs> I mean, especially here in the morning, there's this one, I finally figured out what it is. It is a little truck. Achha. Achha. There's a little truck and it comes in. Oh God, you know. <laughs> it's it's too much, you know. <laughs> and loud, you know. And every day, you know, and it goes and it goes to the neighbors and, and it's it's like they're picking up iron. I heard some announcements, the Lohawala. It's an it's an iron. Uh, they collect iron. Oh God. You know. I'm gonna throw some iron spikes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll see what can be done. But um the material world, uh, we hear such things, but we may not immediately hear Krishna's flute when we're chanting. But that is not so important. So much emphasis is made on we must hear Krishna's flute. If we're not hearing, you know, there's something wrong in our spiritual life. Oh my God, I'm not hearing anything. I mean, maybe I'm deaf. What if you're deaf and Krishna's playing his flute? Um, yeah. But the point is this, is that um, whether we hear or not, it is about being absorbed in service. That is all that is needed. Uh, that is the essence, somehow or other. So, um, in Govinda Lilamrita, we see descriptions how some of the gopis are cleansing the, the marble or onyx floors of the kunjas with their long hair. I mean, you know, we use a broom here. <laughs> my my seeker doesn't grow. <laughs> I tried everything. It doesn't want to get any longer. <laughs> uh, so what to do? But it is this, it's of the same absolute nature. There's absolutely no difference in the uh, the service that is rendered here with all the material objects is equally transcendental. It's not any less transcendental just because we're using material things, because you use a broom instead of your hair to clean the floor. It's okay. It's It counts. Even the broom becomes transcendental for a moment. Uh, so in this way, uh, everything is transforming in devotional service. 
Yeah, devotional service is sudurlaba. It is very rarely attained, yeah. and especially pure devotional service. But akarma sarva karma va mokshikama udharadi tivrena bhakti yogena yayetu purusham param. So in that verse, it says, whether you have material desires or you don't have material desires, you should engage in the process of pure devotional service. So here, pure devotional service is described as a process, not only as a state that is to be attained, as a goal, but now we're taking just simple shelter of the pure process. And that in itself places us on the transcendental platform. Mm -hmm. No problem. Yeah. So in this movement, um, it's, it's, uh, it's not so rare to be on the transcendental platform. The members of this movement are protected by, uh, by taking shelter of devotional service, by taking shelter of the program, by taking shelter of 16 rounds. Um, then we are on the transcendental platform, um, even if we may have some material desire. But still, we're in the process of pure devotional service. So that is our focus, to somehow or other <coughs> remain in the process of pure devotional service. And the, the next qualification or characteristic of pure devotional service is moksha laguta krit. So it means that krit is benefit, moksha is liberation, lag, lagu is light, laguta. So it makes the uh, the benefit that you get from uh, from liberation look very light, yeah, very insignificant. Moksha lakutukrit, yes. And then we go to the most advanced stages of devotional service, which is about Sandrananda, Visesatma, and Sri Krishna Akarsani. It is about making devotional service more and more dense. And uh, yeah, this is our challenge, right? to actually um, fill our days with more and more service, more hearing, more chanting, and all the time in between, sort of, yeah, as much as possible. Then we'll get, uh, that will attract Krishna. See Krishna Akarsani. That's the ultimate aim of, of devotional service. When it is said that the devotees do not want any reward for their devotional service other than devotional service, that is true. But it is also true that devotees, in their heart of hearts, uh, desire to be with Krishna. And therefore, they try to attract Krishna, try to attract Krishna's mercy. So... It is this Sandrananda Visesatma that is actually, or this making devotional service more dense that 
yeah, that makes the difference. Well, now, how to do that, and in a realistic way, right? something uh, that we can maintain. Yeah, that is the thing, right? It is not about one day uh, fasting oneself almost to death, uh, or chanting more rounds than uh, you know than Haridas Thakur. <laughs> Chant one extra, yeah. 193 rounds. <laughs> you know? like, just, just. Why are you chanting 193? Oh, you know, I don't know. Just happened. <laughs> sure. I know someone who, who was chanting 64 rounds and then had 64 counting beats. And you go like, well. You don't need 64 counting beats because you, we have 20 on the counting beats and four, <laughs> and I count one times 16 and you pull one down on that side. So you put 16 on one side, four on the other. Each time they do 16, so that's for the 64. So to have the 64 beats, it looks a little bit like, so that everyone can see. No, no, I mean, at least that's, it seemed like that to me. Yeah, so we, we should be careful um, not to look for any uh, any fame um, from our service. It is said that these things, um, Kamini, Kanchini, and Pratista, these three are identified by Bhaktivinoda Thakur as we should keep them far away. Um, so, uh, lusty uh, exchanges far away. Kanchini. <laughs> and uh, Pratista, you are so wonderful. I know. <laughs> uh, uh, it's very dangerous. Uh, um, so these things are to be kept far. But then, yeah, the Sandra Nanda Visesatma, how to make our spiritual life more dense, dense in quality, just more service, more, more remembrance of Krishna. The devotees of Lord Chaitanya just described, they were chanting in between bites while taking prasada. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a story about Arjuna, and that Arjuna was sleeping. Um, so he said, oh, I thought that Arjuna was Gudakesh, that he was the conqueror of sleep, and now we catch him sleeping. <laughs> says, yes, 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 but Arjuna is also Gudakesh. Right? He is the conqueror of sleep. Just listen to his hair. So went over to listen to his hair, and his hair was chanting. In this way, Arjuna was Gudakesh. Even then, he conquered sleep. So, what can we say to conquer? Uh, yeah, the modes of material nature. Uh, these are all things that we have to. Uh, 
somehow put on our agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, spiritual life is, is like that. You, we, we need an agenda. And we need to strive to, uh, to, to achieve goals. Today is like uh, the last day of the year. It's always like the, uh, the goals, right, for the next year as well. Uh, so how about being a pure devotee? <laughs> I mean, some might say, well, that's a bit much. Okay, how, be, how about being a pure devotee for a year? That it's usually hard to stop once you've been going for a year. Um, but this is, is, is obviously what we're here for. And uh, this is the purpose of this gathering. This is the purpose of, of having so much technology just to go all over the world, just for the sake of what? To increase pure devotional service. So yeah, that's what I would like everyone to to take away uh, and to understand that pure devotional service attracts Krishna. And then, yeah, well, you know, then it gets uh, it gets interesting. Yes? Obviously, Krishna. Uh, I was reading some verses from Bhaktivinoda Thakur, and Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, Krishna is like a transcendental cupid, and uh, he shoots flower arrows at you, right? But then Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, he'll just riddle your body with flower arrows, you know? He has some sort of Bishmadev vision, you know, of like, just like Krishna as cupid, he shoots arrow after arrow, right? It doesn't stop. <coughs> so that was interesting. It was like a explanation of the Kama Gayatri, in a way. Well, you know, we see how uh, Krishna has no other interest um, than to bring us closer. And we like to come to that point of bringing Krishna closer. Because right now, we're Krishna conscious, but how close is Krishna? Yeah? Krishna still seems to be uh, at a distance, at least. Yeah? That's the thing. You know? For some of us, Krishna seems too far away. Yeah? Of course, if that's the case, then how can we bring him a little closer? Yeah? If Krishna seems far, then what steps can we take to bring Krishna closer? Um, beginning at the foundation, increased hearing and chanting. That's, that's where we have to be strong and we have to invest in hearing and chanting. And uh, yeah, we saw, I don't know if you saw the, in, in, in Govardhan, they made these bhajang kutirs for senior Vaishnavas and they, <laughs> And they invite senior Vaishnavas to go in there. <laughs> and there is nothing. There is no internet. And there is like, okay, there's a, a ground floor, a, a bathroom, and a, and a cave. <laughs> there's a, ba- a cave under it. And you can just sit there and you just sit there and chant. Go in there for a couple of days and chant. 
Sounds good. Does it? <laughs> or does it sound like, help? <laughs> it sounds like, you know. Uh, well, that, that's when you get the tour. Oh, uh, very interesting. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Uh, yeah. It's like uh, what to do. The uh, we're not accustomed. Uh, we're not accustomed. It will have to be a daily practice. It will have to be a daily investment in chanting and really making an effort at chanting, uh, depending also on our situation. When health is not good, you know, then. Uh, maybe less quantity and maybe at a at a slower pace you know but otherwise when health is good then go for it I think it's good <laughs> yes uh, then So this hearing and chanting is, is our business. So let's uh, hear a little bit more then from the Nectar Devotion. Um, we're, we're in my I think I'll jump. Hearing the revealed scriptures, according to Srila Rupa Goswami, any book which gives enlightenment in the matter of advancing in devotional service is considered to be revealed scripture. Srila Madhavacharya has also defined revealed scriptures referring to books such as the Ramayan, Mahabharata, Puranas, Upanishads, Vedanta, and other literatures written in pursuance of such revealed scriptures. In the Skanda Purana, there is a statement. A person who is constantly engaged in reading literature, enunciating the cultivation of Vaishnava devotional service, is always glorious in human society. And certainly Lord Krishna becomes pleased with him. A person who very carefully keeps such literature at home and offers respectful obeisances to it becomes freed from all sinful activities and ultimately becomes worshipable by the demigods. Okay, so you got to keep books at home and just offer obeisances to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's written. <laughs> Looks like a loophole. <laughs> now, I have to take the plastic off and actually open them and read them. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, when we read... Um, Vedic literatures. Um, it's very interesting. Uh, the uh, the four Vedas are giving us a lot of knowledge about uh, ritualistic worship, and there's uh, there's plenty of karma kanda worship of demigods and looking for blessings and so on. 
There is also some reference to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but it's more limited. The Upanishads, they are mostly focusing on Brahman, but then some confidential Upanishads, Gopal Tapani or Isupanishad, and so on, they are uh, speaking about Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Um, then you go to, to Puranas, and the Puranas, uh, 18 Puranas, right? Six Tamasic, six Rajarsic. So the Tamasic Puranas deal more with Lord Shiva, Rajarsic deal with Lord Brahma. And then we get the six Sattvic Puranas. And, uh, and that's kind of... Uh, yeah. Then you read those, Padma Purana, uh, Vishnu Purana, and so on. But when you read uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, it's, it's, it's totally on another level. Uh, totally on another level. Um, the Vishnu Purana is uh, giving us uh, descriptions. If you do this worship, you get this benefit. If you do that, and it's transcendental benefit. But it doesn't have that... Uh, emphasis on just the pleasure of Krishna. Okay? I mean, the only benefit is the pleasure of Krishna. The only benefit of any interest is the pleasure of Krishna. Kechit kevalaya bhakti vasudeva parahina. Nothing else. So this, uh, this emphasis on pleasing Krishna, that's Srimad Bhagavatam. And that's what you see uh, described in philosophy, you see then, you see examples of devotees who are doing so. Uh, just like, okay, you know, Maharaj Pariksit was saying, yeah, let that snake bird come and let it bite me, or whatever mystical thing the Brahmin boy has created. He says, yeah, let it bite me. You know, I mean, I have no time for that, you know. He has no time to think about it because he is busy using every moment in hearing and chanting. Right? And he says, let this snake bite me, just continue uh, glorifying the pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead or qualities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So that mood of Maharaj Pariksit is like such eagerness Right? Such eagerness. He stops sleeping, he stops eating for one week. Um, of course, you know, it's like we are too much from Kali Yuga to, uh, to do that, right? Uh, at least uh, not sleeping can be difficult. Uh, you know, after that, difficult to function. So, we cannot imitate. But at the same time, we understand that Maharaj Pariksit was a very exalted personality. But he shows this eagerness to just not waste any time. This is what we have to crack. Yeah? We're wasting time. Yeah. Yeah. So how to 
uh, how to avoid that. I feel that that's uh, my my message. Right? It's my uh, New Year's message for not only this New Year, but for all the New Years to come. <laughs> I'm doing them all in one. <laughs> Why would I, uh, in my message, limit myself to one year, especially under the circumstances? Doesn't make sense. I think I should preach for about every year. Yeah. Let us use every year like this. So, so let us make that effort. Um, there's nothing wrong in using the whole New Year's cult. Right? I mean, you can light some firecrackers tonight if you wish so, <laughs> but not under my window. Because... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I was in Germany, and one of my disciples, he arrived, and he had a whole boot full of firecrackers, you know. And then he lit them all under my window, <laughs> just like hmm, <laughs> blessings. <laughs> yeah. But to uh, you. Yeah, because once you start the new year with Mongolarty, you know, that's the best way to start the new year, right? And if you've chanted a few rounds before Mongolarty starts, that's also very good. Now that's the way to start the new year. So how are you going to do that if you've been partying all night? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, you can figure it out. Because I'm definitely not going to be partying all night. So I'm gonna I'm an early night. I'm all for it. Last night was late. So uh, let us somehow or other uh, take inspiration to. Uh, to make, make a renewed effort, something, you know, say, okay, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something that I never did before. I'm going to function now on, on a level where I've never been. I'll take one step up. Why not? I think everyone can, can, can do that. Right? Just one step, not ten, one. One step up. One step up in reading. One step up in chanting. One step up in learning slokas. One step up in, uh, in just uh, not looking for any uh, recognition. Uh, keep lusty activities far away, money far away, and personal money far away. And keep uh, false prestige far away it's said. So let us try for those things. Let us try. Take one step up. I think uh, that's needed, you know. It's needed to... Uh, and there's many more steps to follow, but let us begin. Let's not stay where we are. Wherever we are, 
Let's not stay there. Let's take one step. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm talking to myself. Okay? Uh, I'm talking to myself to take a step up. It's uh, this lecture apply is is more for me than for you, okay? in one sense. It's also for you, but especially for me because uh, I got no second to waste. Yeah. Of course, I'm not sure if you have a second to waste either. <laughs> I definitely don't have a second to waste. And, uh, but maybe you also don't have no seconds to waste. Yeah, so in this way, we are, uh, therefore, yeah. Yeah, some of Srila Prabhupada's early disciples, um, have left this planet, and and one of them was saying at the end of his life, if only I would have been more serious. Now I regret. Now I regret. Oh. So, um, let's do it now, because we don't want regret. We don't. Oh. At the end of our life, we want to be peaceful and feel... Yes, Krishna, I can go before you now and offer this life. That's what we bring. Sudama, I was meditating on Sudama and his, uh, you know, broken uh, chip rice flakes and how he came to Krishna with this little bundle, hiding it behind his back and wouldn't give it. Krishna finally had to say, what do you have? Did you bring anything for me? Still nothing. What you have there? Give it. Eh? Took. Uh -huh. There's a similar story about Chaitanya Sima. Yesterday, we're talking a bit and it's remembering Chaitanya Sima. Chaitanya Sima was a devotee who was into uh, construction and a Hindi man. And uh, when uh, in New York, they bought the 55th Street building, a very big building. Then uh, it was really run down. So Prabhupada asked uh, Chaitanya Sima to go there and to see what he could do. So uh, then Prabhupada spoke to Chaitanya Sima on the phone. And uh, Chaitanya Sima had gone to New York. He looked at the building and Prabhupada asked him, so how long do you think it's going to take? Chaitanya Sima took a deep breath and he was just about to say one year, Srila Prabhupada, when Prabhupada said, I'm coming in two months. <laughs> so can you finish it by then? You know? And then Chaitanya Sima heard himself say, yes, Srila Prabhupada. <laughs> it was as if he wasn't saying it, you know, his voice was saying it. And, and he had said yes. And then... They just had to do it. And uh, so then he worked and worked and worked. And then, you know, when Prabhupada came, all the devotees, they, uh, they stood outside with a flower to receive Prabhupada. But Chaitanya Sima, he was uh, still working inside. And last minute he ran outside. Then he saw all the devotees standing there with a flower. So he said, oops. So he ran into the Pujari room looking for a flower. There was only one really... Like, <laughs> you know, flower with some brown leaves and a terrible flower, you know. 
And then, uh, so Prabhupada was like walking through the devotees and the devotees all giving him flowers and just, uh, and then finally there's Chaitanya Sima at the end of the line and Prabhupada stopped in front of him and said, give it to me. And Chaitanya Sima was <laughs> hiding it, you know. Prabhupada said, give it to me. <laughs> and finally, you know, he gave it to Prabhupada too. Very So, but yeah, you know, those are, and we see that like, uh, sometimes devotees, they say, yeah, in the old days, you know, there was really like this excitement, you know, this, this like, you could like, do something like that, and you really feel you were on the cutting edge. And now it's just sort of like all, uh, but it's not true. It's still there. I mean, who's preaching in China? Who is going back to the land and actually living off the land? Who's ready, you know, to actually put your fingers in the dirt and grow things? And don't buy things from shop. No, nothing. No, 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 no. No electricity. No, no, no. Castor oil. Ah, oil lamp. Ah. <laughs> yeah, who's ready? That's what Prabhupada wanted, right? So, so many things still to do. Uh, who's ready to go to Africa? Well, who will go? Someone who uh, speaks uh, Portuguese uh, or uh, French <laughs> uh, has a big territory in Africa. Yeah. Who will go? And we saw, we saw our Mahavishnu uh, Swami went, you know, went to Congo with his different color shoes and the bells on it, <laughs> and of course the hat. And the the uh, accordion with the tulasi skirt and 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 whatnot, you know, right? He went with, you know, with bells and whistles, and it was all uh, he uh, and he did it, you know, like Hari Nam everywhere. Uh, 77. 77. growing on Hari Nam. Recently, he jumped too much in South America and injured his knee, broke the meniscus or something. He's, he's, so he's temporarily in the garage, <laughs> but uh, putting some new parts in and fixing, fixing up the old car. And I'm sure he's going to be back out there. Well, if you want to go back to Godhead, you've got to do something. Okay? You got to do something. Yeah. So let's think about it. What what can we do to attract Krishna? And I think a little more than just uh, being a member of the Hare Krishna movement. Welcome. You are now an official member of the Hare <laughs> Krishna movement. We welcome you so much. And, you know, 
Um, everybody, please say three Hari Bowls. <laughs> uh, it's maybe not enough, although it's very transcendental to be a member. But, uh, yeah. What can we do to attract Krishna? That's my question. That's my thought of the day, of the year. Let, let next year be the year to attract Krishna. Okay, any questions? Yeah, don't tap on it. You, you don't kill the condenser by beating it up. Speak in it. It's, it's, it's speak. Okay. Turn it like that. So to read this, there is so many wonderful books about, uh, for example, uh, Black Lotus, The Life of Bhaktityata Swami. There is uh, the book of Vyasaki uh, um, Prabhu about Jayananda and Vishnu Jan Swami. And... Uh, now I'm reading the book of, about Aindra Prabhu. Yeah. And uh, it's very inspiring to read. And uh, my question is, is it like equivalent to read these books, like reading the Vedic literature? Is it equivalent to what? To read Bhagavatam or Bhagavad Gita. Um, To read about the Vaishnavas is also is an expansion of Bhagavatam. Yes, it's an expansion of Bhagavatam. Um, by reading about their focus, their determination in devotional service, um, their eagerness to serve, then uh, we can, uh, can also develop that. So yes, it's valuable. Doesn't mean that we say, okay, I just read that and no more Bhagavatam. No, it's just uh, an expansion of the Bhagavatam, so we can read, we can read that. Just like Lilamrita, Prabhupada Lilamrita is also Bhagavatam, it's expansion of Bhagavatam. But we should also read about Bhishma Dev and about, you know, the other Mahajans, Pralat, Pralado, Janako, Bhishma, Balirvayasaki, Vayam. We have to hear about all of them also. But uh, uh, if for, for some days, yes, for some days, we have, it is good. It is very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oui. Merci beaucoup. Excusez-moi pour l'accent. J'aime les, les langues, c'est ça. C'est comme musique. Hein. Hare Krishna. Um, in this past Monday's program at the Balaram Hall with Jayadvita Maharaj, uh, you had mentioned how Lord Balaram really has some special mercy. So whenever we need, we can pray to him and things will be all right. So I was wondering if you could share maybe some stories of times where throughout your life you have felt Lord Balaram's special mercy. Um. I don't know if it works for me like that. You know, I'm more uh, 
I kind of, uh, Balaram sustains me at every moment. Right? It's not just some special moments, but uh, <laughs> Balaram is obviously uh, a big part of our spiritual life. I mean, Balaram shows how to serve. He's the he's the living example. He becomes everything. He serves in every possible way. Balaram is uh, he's the Sandini Shakti. So he he becomes everything that exists. He becomes the Purusha avatars. You know, like expands himself. So he manifests uh, the universes. He goes within the universe. He provides everything. Becomes the bed. He becomes everything. Um, yeah, that mood of Balaram is, is something that inspires me a lot. Um, I don't have like a lot of mystical experiences, you know, a handful, two or three, but you know, not with Balaram. Um, but uh, it's more Balaram's service attitude. That, that's my inspiration. Yeah. I think that's what we're looking at. Okay, here's a written question from Yadunath Das. And it says, Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, there are about 8 billion jivas on this planet. What determines their current level of spirituality of each jiva? Is it the proportional combination of primary and secondary rasas or some other factors? Or is it simply the level of surrender? Are all jivas surrendered, although to a higher or lesser extent? Haribo. Okay, Yadana, to begin with, there are not, uh, what did you say, uh, 7 billion, you said? 8 billion, you said. 8 billion jivas on the planet. No, no, that's only jivas in human beings. But in each body, uh, there are so many jivas inside our bodies. How many jivas are there inside the room? How many living beings are everywhere in the, uh, in the universe? So like this... There are so many jivas. All of these jivas are under the influence of karma. And some are in the lower species. And some who are having favorable karma attain human species. Some even above human species. Um, but all that remains within the cycle of birth and death. Um, so... Abrahma Bhuvana Loka Punaravatina Arjuna Mamu Peja Tukuntia Punarjanavijati. So all these things are uh, are, are uh, within the realm of karma. Only pure devotees who are liberated, okay, you know, they are directly uh, under Krishna's energy. Um, and even even devotees who are sadhikas, who are practicing, they are under Krishna's energy. But such devotees, they are in the boat of transcendental knowledge, and they are crossing the ocean of nescience. And as they're crossing the ocean of nescience, the waves of the modes of material nature 
are throwing the boat left and right. So while they're in the boat, they feel that they are being uh, thrown here and there and everywhere. Yes. And uh, if any of you can identify with that, then, uh, yeah, no, then you understand that we are uh, in the initial stages. Right? Um, the uh, purely transcendental devotees who are more surrendered, they are no longer afflicted by these modes of material nature. No. So, so it is said, just as there are different birds flying on different levels in the sky, there are Vaishnavas on different levels in this movement. Hmm. Some are on the ground and just thinking about flying. Some are just jumping up a little. And some are like way up there. Yeah. So like that. But there are so many jivas, my God. Inconceivable. All right. So thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, speak. But you get a mic. Cannot hear because the mic is not on. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Um, I have three questions. Sorry. <laughs> the first one is, sometimes when you're doing preaching and you're like on the street and doing Harinam, you're not trying to attract people to you, but they just get attracted to you. How do you, is it okay if they get attracted to you? Or like, how do you navigate that people don't get attracted to you, but they get attracted to the holy name? And then the second question is... No, no, no one okay. at a time. Hold on. Um, well, uh, sometimes people may be attracted to us and then... Uh, and not so much to Krishna. So in the beginning, that's okay. And, uh, and, and, and we're trying to bring them to Krishna. Now, uh, yeah, you know, uh, but it can't stay like that. Right? After some time, they have to get into Krishna consciousness. You know, I remember there was one person, he would come every day to the temple, and he said, you know, I want to be your friend, you know. Okay, yeah, nice, thank you. Uh, but he wasn't, like, taking up Krishna consciousness. He says, no, 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 I want to be your friend. I'm not into, uh, you know, doing all those things. Sorry, you know, but, like, I'm like fire, you know. I'm fire, and if you want to be close to me, you got to burn. Uh, yeah. So, next. Marge, is it working? Just speak, just speak. Haribol. Yeah, speak. If, um, okay, sorry. Speak, otherwise I go nuts, you know, you, 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 you just take, taking 10 minutes before you say something. Okay, say it, spit uh, it out, you have three questions, number two. Number two is, if uh, our focus is to preach, but sometimes, like, um, we're not trying to waste time, but we end up wasting time because, like, we have to go on social media and do some funny reels or whatnot. Is that waste of time or is, can we see that as Krishna consciousness, preaching to the youth sometimes? 
Whatever it takes to to focus the mind of people on Krishna. So, you know, like now so many people are on these social media, so we use social media also. It's great for preaching. The only danger of social social media is like a pit with crocodiles, you know, and you're, you're using the crocodiles for preaching, but the crocodiles may bite you also. That's the thing. You may lose a leg or two, you know. That's the risk. So you have to be a little careful with social media, but, you know, can be used for preaching. But don't forget, Maya is also preaching out there. Who is a preaching? Are you a preaching? Or is Maya preaching to you? That is the question. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse it. Third question. How do we become better human beings as devotees? Because sometimes we're devotees, but we just fail to be good human beings to each other. How do we become better human beings as devotees? Well, we have to mature. It's not only about four regulative principles. It's also about developing qualities of goodness. So that's what it is. Once we start developing, in the beginning, we may be very passionate and trying to make advancement and accepting new things and doing new things and passion drives the whole thing, but gradually need to develop the qualities of the mode of goodness. But it will happen automatically. Gradually, lower modes of ignorance will disappear and gradually we'll get the goodness. But we can help it by making a conscious effort. Good luck. <laughs> We're all uh, working, work in progress, you know, work in progress. Yeah. yeah. Sorry for being impatient. I'm terribly impatient. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take uh, one here. I'll take Manjubasini. You have to unmute, otherwise, can you? Okay, there, she's doing it. Yeah, it's okay, you hear me? Yeah, we hear you, loud and clear. Happy Krishna, yeah. it's very nice to see. Uh, I have two questions. First one is about I think I'm going to limit everyone to one question now, you know? Okay, you, you can do two, but after you, Thank only you. one. Okay, I will be fast. Uh, one is about devotional service. I know that we have to we have to work if we have if we are in a grihasta ashram, and um, yeah, if we offer all our services to Krishna, if it's not for Krishna, if we are making something in that, can we consider that also as a devotional service? If you offer the fruits of your labor to, yeah. to sustain a Krishna conscious life, yes. You're working hard all week in some, some job, and then that job pays for your pure devotee life, you know, for your bhajan kutir and for all the prasadam <laughs> and for, you know, for living like a saint at home, then, then you know. 
then your job is very purifying. Yeah. Okay. And the second one, it's um, it, it just caught my eye. I was seeing on Instagram and some uh, they're selling yagyas. They're like, selling yagyas. Uh, oh. <laughs> Are they, make, are they making good money? <laughs> no, I didn't ask. But uh, can you do that something with that? Or what? I what? don't know. Is it okay? Is it, no, but it, it, um, it reminds me on this, uh, that, uh, how the people were buying their yes. forgiveness from God before. Yes, so, I agree. What? So I think I think we should not sell yagyas. No. Don't sell yagyas. Sell books. Yeah, but I saw that on the Instagram and yeah. they were like I don't like it. No, it's I, no. I don't think it was Srila Prabhupada's. So he would not approve of that. Me neither. So yeah. because of that confirm <laughs> it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I hope I see you soon. Okay, thank you. You have to come to come to Vindavan. Yeah, I hope. Okay, good. Uh, Guru Das. Yeah, sorry, Maharaj. Uh, Maharaj, there's an analogy of a boat with an the anchor down. Uh -oh. um, now I don't know if that applies with devotional service. Is it? Can it be the case? <laughs> yeah, uh, we're doing the service, and I don't know what that analogy is for. If it is, yeah, yeah, the anchor is if if you if you stay attached to uh, to sense gratification, right? Sense offense against the holy name is to maintain uh, maintain attachment to uh, to sense gratification. If you do so, then you you're having a problem. Yeah. So we have to give that up. Yeah. If, so, if someone is uh, finds it hard to, to, to with coffee and every once in a while takes some coffee and then develops the philosophy that what can I do? I have to drive, you know. No, better I take coffee than that I die. Yeah? Yeah, it's a matter of of coffee or death. <laughs> no. I'm extremely tired and have to drive. I have to, you know. Otherwise, I can't maintain my family. So, a little coffee, you know what I mean. And, and if I can't get coffee, then I, I take little Red Bull. You know, that's like, yeah, yeah. In this, if if we go this way, then we are, uh, we're we're uh, we keep the anchor down. You see. So keep it, uh, yeah. Walk the straight and narrow. What to do? We have to pull our socks up, Gurudas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maharaj. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Hare Krishna. Okay, Sanatan has a whole kirtan going on there with Harinam Ruchi. Shanatan. Is he going to say something? 
He lowered his hand. He doesn't want to speak. Ha, oh, gosh, you know. Okay, any question on the floor? I go crazy. Yes, please. One wants to surrender and one wants to give up. No, I know on the other side this feeling that the anchor is stuck. Yeah, so my question is how much is lack of sincerity? How much is that? Because, like, what one says, the other side, you can't expect you to give up. You just have to give time and spend greater Yeah. Maybe, maybe it is a lack of sincerity, but what can we do? Who is so sincere? Eh? Who is, is sincere? In Kali Yuga, are we capable of sincerity? How sincere are we? So, whatever it may be, um, by the association of devotees and by serving the devotees, it will come. So that's our hope. If, if somehow or other the anchor is stuck, eh? And uh, then let us serve the devotees. And from there, we'll, uh, we'll manage it to pull the anchor out sooner or later. In the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 12, also there's a whole description. If you cannot follow all the rules and regulations, then do service for me. Things like this are given. You can read that. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Karunika. Thank you so much. Um, you mentioned just now about um, suffering. You said suffering is always mixed in because we are used to it. It becomes second nature. My question was, how do we help? Well, not help, but how can we be compassionate to those who are who have like mental health problems and who are really deeply in suffering and think that everything they're going through is that that suffering is theirs and constantly every single day they speak about it. But how can we, yeah, be compassionate to those? Um, some people they have become uh, so entangled in suffering. And a lot of physical, mental suffering, especially a lot of mental suffering, and they get what you call mental health problems. When people have mental health problems, then the, uh, the previous suffering has become so overwhelming that it just uh, uh, turns the whole world into uh, a very, very difficult situation. How can we help such people? Um, we cannot always help them directly. They may need some therapy for a while before they can take up devotional service. Um, people that are, uh, we can try, but you got to be careful with people with mental problems because they can just, uh, they're like sponges dying for, for energy and they can suck up all your energy. So, you know, like we cannot go too far with that. Uh, um, we have to limit that, the amount of energy we can give. And, uh, and if they need more energy than, than we can offer, 
They may want emotional support from us. Now, we don't mind giving a little emotional support, but ultimately our business is not to give emotional support. Our business is to give Krishna consciousness. And as part of Krishna consciousness, we can give a little bit of emotional support. That's okay. But if it's all about emotional support and no more Krishna consciousness, yeah, well, then we can't, uh, we can't help them. Then it's time for some uh, professionals who know how to give the emotional support and help the person over their issues, and then they can come back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what to do? I, uh, I've grown up with, uh, with, with some family member who was like uh, very, very much like that. Poof. Just sucking endless energy and draining everyone. So I've become a little from, well, <laughs> yeah. Could I add to that? I, ca I can't understand what you're saying. May I, may I add to that? Yeah, you may add. Um, like you mentioned about the family person, say, for example, there's someone that you're with every single day. Is it because also that we're also suffering because they're suffering, but is it because of our karma? If, it, if, if there's someone we're with every single day and that person has a serious, serious... Uh, mental problem and sucks out all our energy and brings everybody down, then we should think, we should think three times if you're going to be with that person every single day. Maybe it's time to create a little distance between us and that person. Yeah? It's, it's not very sustainable. Oh, it's not sustainable to live, uh, yeah. To just just have someone who has mental mental problems and is, is just not open to change. Such a person needs therapy more than than company. And they can hold us back if we get too much involved with them. So, so sometimes time to take some distance. Okay, let's let's take Gudakesh because I haven't heard from Gudakesh for ages. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Hari Hari. Hare Krishna. Please accept, uh, accept our humble basis. Sorry yes. for our broken English. Ah, uh, what to do? Well, finally, we finish our house here and we have today opening. You know? Ah. Uh, so it's a big party tonight. <laughs> Twenty-five devotees is planned to come with children. Oh. That means like thirty person will come. Okay. Uh, you cooked a big uh, feast, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Cool. Yes. Uh, we need Maharaj your blessings. First. Yeah, my blessings you can can have. <laughs> I was already. <laughs> Thought you wanted me to come. <laughs> thank you. We, we, we have this room for you. Ah, you thank, you. Back to thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Maharaj, uh, we, we have a question. Uh, uh, all devotees is almost different, how to say, you know, a, a unique person. Uh, how to make this program to be attractive to 
most of them how to say it. What, what 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 can we do to to make we plan to have this uh, regularly programs and we want to invite uh, devotees and and friend of devotees here and how to make this this program to be successful and to satisfy you and, wow. and what to do maybe you should start a rock band <laughs> 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 huh? uh, or something like that, you know? Uh, can, can you rap? <laughs> no, but uh, I prefer uh, heavy metal. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. It's hard to satisfy everybody. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> True. I can, I can also rest for you if you want. <laughs> anyway, I think, you know, we just have to uh, do the simple program. Chanaya Krishna, give prasadam, right? And then some people will be attracted and, uh, and some people will not. And that's fine, you know. Uh, some people will come back, some people will not come back. That's normal. That happens. But let's, the more we try to uh, cater to the audience, you know, the more we try to adjust ourselves so that they may take it, um, then, you know, the more we become estranged from the basic activities. Yeah? So if we start... A heavy metal band, you know. <laughs> I mean, it can be done, you know. I I used to be on stage with with shelter, and I'd, I'd have uh, heavy earplugs in, you know, heavy earplugs, and then it's all this terrible music. And then it stopped. And then they said, We've got a better way. We've got a better way. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Ram, 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 Hare. We've got a better way. Now, I think I could play it, but I don't know for how long. <laughs> I think after after a couple of days, I would get a headache. Uh, if we if we are simple and straight, you know. Just uh, give what we have, kirtan, prasadam, and those who like it, like it, you know. And some people, you know, they may not like uh, your Bosnian accent. What can you do? <laughs> huh? He's Bosnian. He is Bosnian. <laughs> yes, I am. He says, yes, I am. <laughs> he is, I know. <laughs> the Croatians are, and the Serbians and the, and the Bosnians, they're all here judging, but I happen to, <laughs> but I happen to know, you know. Yeah. 
Well, no, he told me. I mean, you know, he's my, <laughs> we have a close relationship. No, I was saying some people may not like that I'm Dutch, you know. What can you do? I'm Dutch. It's not going to change. Yeah? Uh, I'm direct. I'm, I'm not tactful. You know, I, I don't like it also. So, yeah, just, just do nice programs. And if I get healthy, I will surely come. Thank you, Maharaj. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Please, please do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do it, you know, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah, yeah, it's about time, but, but we have a few more minutes, please. Mike. Yeah. No, it's, it, they turn it off and then you turn it back on. Yeah. Yeah. It's. A lot of the times we see that people meet the devotees and they gradually start becoming Krishna conscious and they end up becoming devotees. And then there are other cases oh, where you're thinking. born into the movement and you're born into devotee families. And you grow up going to the temple and listening to classes and listening to kirtan. And a lot of the times it can be seen as a habit. So my question is, how can we truly appreciate Krishna consciousness and not see it as a habit? Yeah, you know, if you grow up in Krishna consciousness, it, uh, it's sort of part of life. Just like my servant Nitai, he, he tells me, he grew up in Krishna consciousness. Now he has, has one problem, is that as a kid... They always used to take him with them when they were chanting japa. So therefore, whenever he is chanting japa, he naturally feels like sleeping because he was always sleeping. He was always sleeping as a kid. So it's just sort of conditioned like that. Anyway, so, but it's true. <laughs> it's a joke, but at the same time, you grow up with it and, and it's perceived uh, as just part of life. It's not a transcendental thing. It's just part of life and then over time uh, you have to become more serious about it you have to see you're maturing you begin to understand you also begin to see you know when you're a kid uh, you're trying to have fun right as much as possible and you know and you cry when there's obstacles to your fun and that's it and but when you mature you realize it's not all fun you begin to see you get a little bit more philosophically aware, so you start to philosophically align with Krishna consciousness, then you make, make a choice to say, yeah, this is true, this is right. Then you become more serious about it. Then what was just a habit gets new life. I mean, the room is full of people who grew up with Krishna consciousness. And they all had to come to that point where they said, now I'm making that commitment. You know, so you have to somewhere make a conscious commitment. Now, in our case, we didn't grow up with Krishna consciousness, right? Um, yes, by the time it came in our life, we were somehow or other thoroughly burned out in material life. We just made a mess of it. And then we just like, got to get out of here. And then we came to Krishna consciousness. So for us, it was a relief yeah, from where we were. 
But uh, we're lucky that we, uh, that we found Krishna consciousness because we could have also just make a wrong turn and we would have missed the whole thing. You know, and then what? You know, where would I be if I wasn't in this movement? So, and we also have old habits that die hard. So it's not such a difference in the end. Everyone has to somewhere along the line uh, renew their commitment and get more serious about Krishna consciousness. That's it. You have to just get more serious over time. Good luck. And I always say serious about serious things. Yeah? Don't have to be just only serious, but serious but serious thing. Um, biochemical self. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisance. I feel very fortunate as this is the first time I'm attending your Zoom meeting on the last day of this year. I'm studying biomedical science, so my question is, how can I preach Krishna consciousness in my profession? A scientist don't believe in the hand of God in everything. Uh, yeah, I mean, there definitely is, uh, is an obstacle there. You know, it's, it's not... It's not the... Uh, uh, Um, it's not the easiest audience, obviously. I mean, they are people who have uh, convictions. But then you'll also see that you're a scientist, right? And you're a devotee, right? So among scientists, there are also devotees. So I, I think it's our business to find the devotees. Right? Srila Prabhupada would comment, Prithiviti Achyata Nagaradi Gram Sarvata Pachara Hoimbe Moranam. Lord Chaitanya or Lord Nichananda said, In every town and village, the name of the holy name of the Lord will be chanted. So what Prabhupada said, <laughs> Prabhupada said, This means that there are, there are devotees everywhere. And we just have to find them. So preaching this Krishna consciousness means to find the devotees. And among science, scientists, there are devotees. You, you just have to find them. Anyway, that's it. Now, people have been trying to tell me 20 times that today is Karunika's birthday and that I have to say something. <laughs> and it's just like, it feels like my mother who's reminding me of these things. And it's difficult for me to surrender to that, you know? <laughs> but it's about... Uh, especially Dave Rishi keeps on pushing. Dave Rishi, don't push me. You wish Karunika a happy birthday. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I, I wish Karunika uh, not a happy birthday at all. I wish Karunika uh, that she'll go back to Godhead at the end of this life. And that's my wish. And, and I don't care a fig about birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> so now you know it. <laughs> and I never 
and and you know as a kid like god running around with with potatoes on a spoon you know and stuff like that hopping around in old in, in potato sacks and all these things god and they put it i hated it ah <laughs> oh, i'm i'm a nerd but i but all my best wishes are with karunika and with everybody else um but I don't like those Hare Krishna gatherings. And this week, we want to remember the birthday of, and then it comes the list, and we just like it. May you never take birth again. <laughs> <laughs> All this. Oh, God. Yuck. <laughs> but it is yuck with love. With <laughs> See what you did now, Devarishi. You pushed me. <laughs> I don't respond well to that. Yeah, dangerous. <laughs> no, but I hope Karunika is okay with it. Because I'm not giving you good wishes for your birthday, but I'm giving you good wishes to go back to God at the end of your life. I think it's much better. <laughs> and for that, you get all my good wishes. Is it okay? Yep, she's okay with it. Okay, Karunika survived. Thank you. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't die on her birthday. <laughs> okay, and a happy new year, by the way. And Hare Krishna. Yes, I have to leave and because uh, there are more programs. So see you again and thank you so much. And Sadeshri gave me this outfit from Govindaji. Well, that was quite something. Hare Krishna. Yeah, so if your hand was up, you know, forgive me. I, I can't just manage everything. But uh, ne <laughs> next time, if you're there again, you're, you're getting first choice. Hare Krishna. Prabhupada Ki Jai. See, Bosnian. I'm Dutch. <laughs> you cannot force Dutch people. You can't. Hmm. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you so much for coming. I hope it was okay. And hope Krishna will forgive my Dutch part. <laughs> <laughs> But I try to engage it in Krishna's service uh, because I gave a Krishna conscious purport at the end. Instead of birthday wishes, go back to Godhead wishes. Better. All these social things. You know. And it's all full of love. 
So I have to do these things because of love. <laughs> oh gosh. Too much love. <laughs> Yeah. Uh.